everyone. Sam here again. Just like the last episode I released with Jessica Kinder, I wanted to hop on here before showing you my newest episode to explain where I was at then, where I'm at now. This is one of the two episodes that I recorded last August, literally right before my boyfriend got sick and diagnosed with cancer. So this episode is with Ariana Marie, and she is an intuitive channel. She really does it all. And she mostly loves connecting with the elementals. That's her bread and butter. But in addition to that, her gifts just keep on expanding and changing. And I just wanted to give you guys a heads up too. When we recorded this episode, her business was called The Blooming Prism. And now she's completely rebranded because the blooming prism era for her was like spiritual school and it was her going through the blooming process learning how to hone in on her gifts and how to connect and listen to her higher self and her guides the new name of her business is silver star of the sea and that is actually the translation of her birth name Ariana Marie, and it represents her stepping into her purpose. So you're going to hear her talk about the blooming prism in this episode, but just know that her new name of her business is Silver Star of the Sea. And her Instagram handle is Silver Star of the Sea. So the Instagram handle you're going to hear on this episode towards the end, just disregard and make sure to follow her at Silver Star of the Sea. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk about a few things, one of which was how much Ari helped me, but more specifically Chris at the beginning of his diagnosis. So Ari did basically a healing. She did a healing on Chris. And Chris loves me and respects my love of all things spiritual, but he doesn't really understand it, thinks it's a little goofy. I will say after everything he's experienced, he's definitely opening his mind because he has met people like Ari have really tried to heal him. And so she does this really cool way of healing and she offered to do one for Chris and so I had to get Chris's permission first. And I remember being in the hospital with Chris thinking he's going to think I'm fucking nuts, but like, I'm desperate at this point. Things are so scary. I'm just going to say, Hey, I have this light worker, this shaman that is going to be doing energy healing on you. Do we have your permission to move forward with this? And he said, don't know what that means, but sure. <laughs> So she did. She was working with Chris's higher self. And working with your higher self is something that I am learning so much more about lately. And she was communicating with Chris's higher self and she saw him healed. And she saw him, though, going through all of these things, but that his higher self was truly still there with him. They're always there with you. And she was talking to him and the way that she would tell me about her conversations with him, his higher self, it sounded like him. And it just really gave me a lot of hope. She did say that this isn't going to be a one and done. This is going to be a really long, hard journey. And when Ari was doing this healing on Chris, this was right at the beginning of all of this. And Chris had a lot of really scary things happen to him after his diagnosis. I won't get into it too much, but 
after you get diagnosed with cancer, before you start treatment and all of that, your body just starts to freak out and all of these different scary things can happen. And they were happening and it was so terrifying, but I'm sitting here having Ari communicate with his higher self, do these healings on him. And I honestly think it helped. And I think it just helped both of us open up our minds and Chris has never been into this stuff. And so he's getting voice memos from Ari talking about how she communicated with his higher self, what that means. And he's just sitting there like, what the hell? Okay, I'll take any help that I can get at this point. And I think that she taught him some things. And a lot of my other spiritual friends too were like following him on Instagram, sending him voice memos, sending him healings. And he's just, who are these people? And I'm like, they're my friends. They're our angels right now. Just go with it. Just freaking go with it. So he did. And Ari, I'm very grateful for you. I still don't know if Chris completely understands what happened, but I think in time he will. And that he does have his higher self that's watching over that is really is taking control and he's ready to fight this and knows that he is going to fight it and that there's a lot of healing to do and that it is possible and it is going to be hard, but it will be beautiful and worth it. And so it was just really special that Ari was able to help Chris and I during this time. Something else I wanted to mention about this episode is towards the end of the episode, you will hear me talk about going to a tarot card reader. And this is wild because as I was editing this episode, I completely forgot that I talked about that. And this experience I had with this tarot card reader, it was about maybe a week or 10 days before Chris's diagnosis and we went to the hospital and all of that. So it was right around the corner and I had no idea. I had no idea anything was wrong with my boyfriend. Really none. There were, I guess, some signs, but we had just moved in together. He had just started a new job. Our lives changed really fast. And so I was attributing him being very tired all the time, things like that, to just the pace that our life was changing. So I was at this bar in Durham, North Carolina, which is where I live with a new friend. It was the first time me and this girl were hanging out. And there was a tarot card reader at the bar. And my friend got a reading first. And she was going through a really hard time. She had just left this really toxic relationship and just wasn't sure if she made the right decision and didn't know where her life was going. So she had a reading with this woman. And it was a wonderful reading. It brought tears of happiness and relief to my friend Melissa's eyes and I watched it happen and I was like wow this girl's really good how beautiful then it was my turn it was scary you guys I've gotten readings before where people are like you're gonna run into some tough times blah 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 and I kind of unplayed it when you listen to me talk about it in this episode because nobody wants to hear that something bad is about to happen so Anyways, I get this reading, a tarot card spread, and she said, what do you want to focus on? What questions do you have? And I said, I want to focus on my relationship with my boyfriend and where we're at, where we're going. So she starts pulling cards and guys, they were not fucking good. And it was just such a vast difference from the reading she had just given to my friend and she she didn't say cancer or I think she did say it could have been sickness. She said that we have so many hurdles coming and they're coming really soon and they're coming fast. 
and that there is hope. She pulled a card amidst all of this and she was like, there's hope. You need to hold on to this hope, but I just need you to know that things are going to be really rocky for a while. Meanwhile, I had no idea what she was talking about. I was taking it all with a grain of salt. And then at the end of the reading, she goes, I'm sorry. That's not fun to have a reading and it ends with someone telling you they're sorry. Holy fuck. So pardon my language, but it was wild. And I knew that this girl was talented because I had watched her give my friend a reading that was so on point and so on the nose. And then she gives me that reading and it was scary. And so I wasn't going to let it like make me super upset. And after the reading, my friend was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, I've never had a reading like that before, but I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. She's just a tarot card reader at a bar, whatever. Then less than two weeks later, Chris got diagnosed with cancer. And so I talk about that reading in this episode, and it was so interesting hearing me kind of rationalize that reading and try to understand it in this conversation that I had with Ari. It is an interesting thought. What if the reader sees something not good? And she wasn't doom and gloom. She told me there was hope. I've actually considered having her on this show, but I'm terrified of her. I don't want her to say anything else bad. But just so you all know, I have had other readings since Chris has gotten sick with really talented people that I know, love, some of which have been on the show, and they gave me very positive readings. But something that I'm going to explore in a future episode in the next month or two is going to be about what readers, light workers, whatever you want to call them, mediums, psychics, what they see and what they don't, and what they tell you and what they keep to their chest. Because I had readings before I moved here with Chris. Should I do this? Should I do this crazy thing that just is a huge risk? And everyone said, yeah, go. What are they going to tell you? Like, your boyfriend's going to get cancer. But I just am so curious if anybody picked up on that and what they picked up on. Because this woman at the bar that gave me a tarot card reading definitely saw something. And I still don't know exactly what she saw we had just met each other. We were in a bar setting. It was a sign-up list. I had people behind me. So it was just something interesting to think about. But back to this episode, I hope that you guys like it. I love talking about the elementals. I think it's so interesting. We cover some really cool topics, and Ari is just a really lovely person and such a light. And I, again, just want to thank her for the work that she did with Chris. And it's funny because I was trying to manage the whole situation because I knew that Chris wasn't into this stuff and I still wanted her to do the healing on him. But there was a time when I was like the middleman communicator and Ari was like, no, like I just need to communicate with Chris. I'm working with his energy. And so I was like, Chris, are you? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Whatever. Again, doesn't even know exactly what happened, but I do know that the healing is still working and that I just love that she worked with his higher self. And I love that guy. I love his higher self. I love every version of him. But it just makes me so happy to know that his higher self, it makes me emotional, is around. And he's working with my higher self too. And they're trying to pick us up and get us through this. And I just think 
remembering that you have a higher self, that they are there and they're there to help you. It's just so important because from there, it just opens up so many possibilities and just an understanding that you're not alone. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode with Ariana Marie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Spiritual Spiral. I'm your host, Sam Davidson. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And thank you all for listening, following, subscribing. I would love it if you could leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. It would just mean the world to me. And it just really helps the show continue and for me to get better and better guests and just gives me a little bit of validation that you guys are enjoying what I'm putting out there. But I really appreciate all of you. We have a very special guest today, though. Her name is Ariana Marie, and she is an intuitive channel. So basically, she does it all. She was kind enough to give me a reading last week, and it was really, really cool, really eye-opening. So thank you for being here with me today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and chat with you and see what comes up. I mean, Ariana is like the sweetest woman, just so pure, so nice. I loved your energy when you gave me my reading last week. And it's really funny. We've been trying to set this up now for like a couple of months and like our messages weren't going through correctly on Instagram. And this has been, it's like, we both wanted to do this, but it just wasn't the right time. Last week when she gave me my reading, I really, really needed it on that day at that time and those messages. So I feel like this is just all happening at the right time. I agree. I definitely agree. So how long have you been doing the work that you do right now? For clients, I would say about seven years now, maybe going on eight years. Um, But as far as channeling and connecting in with spirit, this has been a lifetime of connection. Of course, in my chaotic years, you know, I put that aside. But yeah, I would say about seven years now. So what are the chaotic years? (laughs) So my chaotic years were mainly teenage. Teenage for me hit and it became a shutdown of all talking with spirit of all, yeah, just inner knowing. I was really just put into life and became a mom at a young age. And so a lot of my energy was turning towards that. So before you were a teen though, when you were a child and in middle school or whatever, were you tapping into spirit then? Yes, I would say as a young child, my first Claire was the Claire audience. And so I would hear voices. And again, that's in my household was not something that we even talked about. So to hear voices was kind of freaky for my mom for me to come and say, you know, I'm hearing people, I'm hearing people talking. And then it became, I started seeing spirits. I guess as a child, it wasn't fearful until you tell people about it. Once you start explaining these things are happening, that's when the fear comes in because everybody's like, what? That doesn't happen to me or what? That's weird, you know? And so then I just started communicating with mostly elemental spirits, which were the rocks and the animals and the trees. And I felt really comfortable with that. 
Oh, wow. I love that. Okay. So I didn't know that. So I know, and we'll get into this too a little bit later, but the elementals, right? The fairies and gnomes and what are all the elementals again? I always forget. In my experience, everything I'm going to share is from my experience, my mm -hmm. point of view. The elementals all come in with every element. So the wind spirits, the trees or the earth, the trees and the earth and the rocks are all elementals of the earth. And it kind of goes by direction. So for me, my greatest communication was with the elements of earth. And that was the crystal beans and the rocks and, and the plants. So yeah, it's kind of a whisper you hear. It's all telepathic communication, of course, but I have had experiences with, I guess, what you would consider fairies. And so, yeah, that started at a young age. Tell me more about fairies, because you said, you said that before we had our reading, you kind of like thought maybe I had some fairy energy and then, you know, we did a reading and you were like, yes, you do. So like, what does that mean? All I really know about fairies, and I am obsessed with fairies, really comes from the TV show True Blood, and they had a whole fairy face storyline. It was really funny, but I've always been fascinated. So like, what are they really? What's their purpose? How do they communicate? How do we interact with them? So I would say we communicate with fairies every day, basically. And sometimes even in the mundane world, lighting a candle, hot water in our shower, those are all ways we're communicating with the fairy realm. Anything that's connected in with the elements is going to be connecting in with the fairy realm. But if you're wanting to like connect more with the beams, the actual beams, from my experience, those are beams that are just around the veil. And so it, they live here in this earth realm from my knowing, and they're just veiled to us, basically. So they're, they're behind a veil. And so once you start going into nature and really connecting in with your true essence, you start to connect in with the fairy realm and more people are tapped in than others. So when I read your energy, I could feel them around you. They're very playful. They're very mischievous. They like to go with people who have fun and, and they're just, they're just a playful group of energies, the fairies. Um, but they're all divided into different categories. So there are the gnomes, there are the elves, there are different categories in my experience, but the fairies, the way they show themselves is very much how people have envisioned them in the Victorian nature, little, not always cute, not always like dressed like little <laughs> like that. No, yeah, not in my experience. And sometimes they can actually freak people out because they do look so otherworldly, you know? So that's why they basically don't really care too much to show themselves unless you're actively working with a fairy guide yeah people have stumbled upon them and myself as well I've seen them with my eyes I know it gets kind of crazy talking about this but I have seen them with my physical eyes not just my intuition third eye mm -hmm. and it kind of freaked me out myself even just having a relationship with them it's just something that can be a bit shocking when you see them what is their purpose here? Like they just are existing like we are, or are they here to help us and guide us? And do they have a relationship with like the other side? Because you kind of said like they're right by the veil. So when people pass on, like, are they involved in, in that at all? I do believe that to be so. So I feel like there are lineages that we are connected in with, that if we are connected in with that realm, when we cross over, it would be the fairy realm. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, we go many different places that could be heaven, that could be this and that. But yeah, what I've experienced is that is the, the afterlife. Um, now, do they want to work with us? Not always. <laughs> Not always. They are here to protect the earth. They are here to protect her trees and her rocks and to assure that the vibration of actual physical earth is being intact. Oh, well, um, they must be going on a field day right now than these past yeah. few years. <laughs> yeah, they have. But actually, it's been to me, my communication with them is they want to interact more with us. They want to come up now and start bridging that because I really feel like the world used to be united and we were in more in contact with them. But as years went by, they kind of gave up and just went behind the veil and have been more in a secretive. But yeah, I feel like the interaction is coming back. I really do in the next couple of years. I feel like more people are going to have experiences with that. Oh, I want fairies, fairy, <laughs> guardian angels, whatever you are, come play. Because yeah. yes, I am very playful and I guess sometimes mischievous love to have a good time. So I love that. So the reading that you did for me, it's kind of unlike any reading I've ever had before, because you're kind of like using all of these different things to give me a reading. You have all these different cards and things like that. So what is your process of giving a reading? It's changed throughout my years doing this, but what I really establish is your connection with crystals since they are so tactile, they're the first thing we can go to to start helping us vibrate. And if, of course, we want to get in with the fairies or get in with guardian angels or anything. The first connection is the crystal. It's like our phone. And so my process would be connecting you in with your crystals. And then I start calling in upon your guides and seeing what energies you work with. And, and that's the first steps. And then from there, it's kind of like, all open to anything that could possibly come through of course with the highest vibration of love but yeah so we just kind of open that channel up and see and the format's different so even if you've had four or five readings from me they're always going to be a bit different depending on where your teachers on the other side where your guides are wanting to take you and I love, love, love crystals. I don't really know why. I mean, obviously I do know why I, I'm very connected to them, but you know, I'm still ascending and, and learning and I just think they're so beautiful and I love having them around my house, but let's just talk about the energy of crystals and like the magic behind them and, and how we can kind of use our crystals to harness that, that energy. I love crystals, again, because they are that bridge between the scientific world and the pseudoscience that, you know, the belief and the unbelief, like they're, they're that bridge, because we can scientifically see how we work with them on a day to day basis, just with the quartz being in a, a clock. That's the main thing in our computers in our phones, we have quartz working with us. Um, but their energy is very much a being as well. I, I find them to be just as much as alive. Because I always kind of treat them like my babies and I like joke about it. Obviously, everyone knows I moved recently and they when they were in boxes, I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I'm going to take you out and, and clear the energy of you. But like, I mean, they really do have like, I don't know. I don't know how to say feelings. But like, but I do apologize to them sometimes. <laughs> Why do we feel that way? Because it is so hard to like 
connect that that gap because they are just like physical you know things like like anything else like a cup or i mean a rock this is this is a rock so like this is part of the earth is it because it like kind of came from the earth and it's just like all of this energy like how does so much energy get into these beautiful little things well i feel like it was mapped out before our time and they were here to blueprint what our earth is gonna be like so i feel like the crystals coming out now especially are for our ascension process Mm-hmm. And there's also even crystals that are just disappearing, um, physically disappearing out of this realm. The miners cannot find it. So I feel like they're all for certain times of the human experience. And they're the ones that really volunteer their frequency. So like, it's so cool to get into the real scientific things about them when you hook them up to machines to see their vibration. Kind of, You can put them under salt and they make beautiful mandala patterns and things and that's we can't see that with our physical eye but we can sense that within our body and so that's why just having them around in your space will change the vibrations what are mandala patterns i know i've heard that word i mean obviously i've heard of like the mandala effect but what does like a mandala pattern mean a mandala pattern is, oh, it's beautiful. Basically, like the seed of life is a mandala pattern. How a plant grows, you can really see the mandala pattern on like structures of, let's say, a head of lettuce. You know how they all grow out into a certain pattern. It goes into sacred geometry as well. But they're basically beautiful flowers of energy that stem from one vibration and then ripple out. And People create them by drawing, people like to make artwork with them, but they actually are frequencies that you can register like on a, on a machine. That's so cool. I mean, because like, I love flowers, love, love, love them. My boyfriend doesn't understand why I like them so much. I'm like, give me flowers. (laughs) But like, when you look at a flower too, it's incredible. Like the design and stuff and like, it looks like someone had to have made that, you know, and like, there's just all these different patterns. And I really feel like flowers carry energy as well. Do you feel like that too? Yes. Yes. I believe that they have almost the same kind of connection with us as crystals. It's as humans, we're fascinated with the beauty. And so of course, we're going to be fascinated with this beautiful crystal, the beautiful flower. It draws us to them. Yeah. And I would say definitely, definitely. Do you ever work, do you ever work with crystal grids? Crystal grids is something I do like to do. Yes. Can you explain like what that is and how you do it and when you should do something like that? So I think a relationship with crystals are so person by person. So of course there's not a right or wrong. When I mentor people, I always say, please don't be so specific (laughs) Just kind of have fun with it. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like whenever you are going through any transition, you move into a new home, you can place a grid for well wishes within that home. If you are celebrating a birthday, I find that to be any time that there's something going on in my outer world. And I Mm -hmm. want to bring that energy into my space or intention work. So if you're really trying to make an intention to buy a home, buy a car, go on a trip, you can make a grid that harnesses that energy. And what it does is it just holds that energy as a place of reminder that that's what your intention is. Mm -hmm. I think I need to 
I need to do that soon. It sounds like you kind of just make it what you will. It's like, like you said, it doesn't have to be so technical. Like you put this here and it has to be in like this place or this crystal kind of just as like, however you feel to bring in that energy that you're looking for. I think those moments are more genuine than looking at a book because your heart is going into it and it's, you can get lost in like, okay, what colors am I feeling right now? I'm feeling reds, I'm feeling pinks. And it just becomes your own creation, your own Mm -hmm. painting. So I also wanted to ask you too about working with your angels and the different angels that you connect with. And it was really funny. I mean, it was really cool last week when you were talking about like one of the angels that works with me quite a bit. And like, I really don't know the names of that. I know Archangel Michael. And then when you were about to say, well, you said it, you said Archangel Gabriel. And it was like at the tip of my tongue. And I was like, Gabriel, like that, like I knew who it was. So what angels do you work with? How, how do they work? Like what kind of beings are they? So in my experience, an angel to me does not come in in the form of the biblical angel. They will show themselves if that's your background with angels, they will show themselves as that. But again, they're a very high, high frequency of energy that is connected to a color and connected to a vibration. And so they're like the archetypes of our life. And I, what I feel like is everybody works with a certain archangel. That's like the, the main angels. Mine personally is Archangel Metatron. Mm-hmm. And there's so much controversy on angels right now within the spiritual group of what they are. Are they like for us? Are they against us? Why is there controversy? (laughs) I think it's because there's so many people branching out and just learning. Like in my experience, there's hesitation to work with Archangel Metatron, but he's been my constant guide. And he is really about helping bring the truth out. He's the truth seeker. He's the one that wants to push the, the envelope a bit more than any of the other angels in my opinion. But yeah, I feel like angels come in categories. Again, the archangels and then the guardian angels would be like maybe people who have incarnated as humans and then become a guardian angel mm-hmm. for someone who they've left behind when crossing over. So there's so many different branches. And then even fairies go into that. So fairies will often be under a certain archangel as well. And so you mentioned with me last week, Archangel Gabriel, what, what's he about? Archangel Gabriel is so beautiful. They all are, but he has, and I've seen him as a he, again, like some of people, it comes as a female, so whatever, but he comes in as like the one to vocalize things. He's the one that holds the trumpet. So lots of talking. So if you do what you do, interviews and things, of course, that's going to be your angel because he's there to help you support that throat chakra. And so singers, people who do interviewing, not always, but those are mostly the people who work with Gabriel. I'm going to say this and no offense to anyone, Archangel Michael, I've heard you are amazing, but why is everyone so obsessed with him? everybody's favorite is Archangel Michael. And I'm like, I want to tune into that energy too. He helps a lot of people, but why is he like the most popular? This is a good question. (laughs) A lot of people are drawn to Michael because he's the protector. And so humans 
want to always feel protected. And that's one of the things I teach too is about protection because we can go overboard with protection, right? We're just like, I need to protect my energy. I need to protect my energy, which is natural. But people are drawn to Archangel Michael so much for his protection. We need protection and we love protection, but sometimes we go overboard with the protection. Yes, yes. I feel like I do that a lot. And I feel like I wear too much black. And I know that wearing black, you know, it's supposed to protect you sometimes, but you're right. Like people overdo the protection. Like right now I have an evil eye bracelet on both hands. <laughs> Which is good. It, I have mine too. I feel like preserving and protecting our energy is absolutely important, but I think we're, what our angels are telling us is we're graduating out of that. We can look at ourselves and be more powerful than we've even known about. And so just knowing that we have that within us to ward off those things as well. Yeah. I also want to talk about goddess energy. So who doesn't want to be a goddess? I mean, every woman wants to feel like a goddess and be a goddess, but what does that really mean spiritually? Goddess energy is really, uh, the past couple of years, we've been feeling it intensely. Goddess energy is really making her way out because it's been so suppressed what it is to me is just that wild essence within us that goddess goddess energy basically is connecting in with our higher selves mm-hmm. and so when we as channelers in my pull in the goddess energy again it's another archetype just like an angel would be an archetype we pull in these archetypal energies to help embody because okay. the goddess really wants to be embodied yeah. Yeah. It's like the divine feminine. Is it connected to that at all? Yes. It's connected in heavily with the divine feminine, but it's, it's a beautiful energy to work with. And it's something that I really studied for a long time was the archetypes of goddesses. And then, yeah, they're always there. They're always there to support us. And it's tapping into our power. How do we power. work with them? Working with them is embodying. So there are multiple goddesses. Kali has been coming up a lot, actually. Kali Ma is a Hindu goddess. She's been coming up a lot in my readings because she is here to take us to where we need to go. She is a no buts about it. Like she's going to cut out what we don't need. She cuts the crap, basically. And we've been dealing with like a lot of that for the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. So she can be feared by many, but I think that's what we need right now is that fierce, fierce goddess. Yeah, I think there, and I was listening to a podcast recently, there's this kind of resurgence of like the divine feminine and feminine energy, which is within all of us, even men, you know, but it's been like suppressed for a long time, but you know, over the past few years and stuff. And, and I think also like the Me Too movement and things like that, like, we've had enough. And so I feel like our divine feminine is really coming out and like getting on top again, you know, not being suppressed as much anymore. Yes. Yes. And I I love that you brought up that the male and the female, we both, we all have that. We all have that divine feminine. And so when we work with that, that's really tapping into our intuition, into our trusting our gut, into our passion. It's all the mystery. So one of the things that is on your Instagram profile and like your bio is Lumerian attunement. So what does that mean? 
So that is the main energy of what I'm focusing in on now. Sometimes when you're channeling, it's like, oh my gosh, there's just so many coming at you that I'm really wanting to focus my energy on this. Lumerian energy to me fits in with the elven realm. I've done a lot of studies within the elven realm. That would be the same as the fairy realm, but yet it's more connected in with the angelics as well. And so Lumeria is something that I was not even aware of what the name meant seven years ago. I was yeah. just experiencing it. And then the name was gifted to me. And so Lumerian is ancient civilization, works with crystals, works with frequency and sound, almost like Atlantis. So when I do attunements, sometimes I will speak in light language that comes channeled in and it can be elvish. I can speak in elvish tongue or light language and it's just to attune your body. Yeah. And that's what the attunements are. So did you like study those languages or you just, it just comes through you? Well, basically when I, I always call it my Alvin studies, because I've had a guide since a child that's been shown to me as an elf and he's been helping me work through the language and things like some of the language is all by heart. You can just feel it and sense it just like if you, if you were listening to like a symphony or an orchestra. So yeah, it's not a written text. I am in the works of writing it, but this is probably going to be a lifetime thing I, I bring in. So wow, that's really cool. And I've always been very fascinated with Atlantis because I also have like a mermaid obsession. I, I wrote actually a mermaid pilot TV show about mermaids. And like, I wrote a whole television Bible on it, like their backstories and all of this. And I brought it back to Atlantis. And like, I just, I had all these books on Atlantis studying it, but it's weird. I feel like a lot of the lessons that people learned during Atlantis and the downfall, I feel like there's kind of like a similar thing going on right now in our world. Like, do you see any parallels at all? I do. I do see parallels to that. Um, again, in my, my experience, we're all living Atlantis right now actually as well but yes there are some parallels that we are being tested right now and I feel like I feel like we just have to see you know and I feel like that's why people are awakening to their Atlantis lifetimes right now they're awakening to that essence of Atlantis and bringing that in not that there were wrongs that need to be right but there's experience maybe in the past of that when I say past it's happening at the same time but just to keep it understandable in that past we can change that pattern of what yeah. happened so do you think like one of the reasons that it's kind of coming up a lot more for people and people are remembering is to almost as a warning to not like to kind of fix this before we go down that same exact road that they did in the times of Atlantis Yes. And if we do, because right now I feel like we're in a cusp, this is just what has been channeled into me. When, if we do go down that route to make different decisions, crystals were a big part of Atlantis as, as well as Lumeria, but I think not going so technical with things. And mm -hmm. I do see a lot of that happening right now with AI and things like that. So there's, there's a lot to unpack with that but yes yeah. I would say to sum that up yes <laughs> and so like the state of the world the past few years since COVID and all of that like what were you feeling 
let's just say January of 2020. Did you feel the energy was getting thick and dark? Like, did you pick up on anything? It's really interesting because before it was before COVID hit, that's about 2020, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went out with my friends and I all of a sudden just started channeling, downloading. They were like freaking out, but I just started <laughs> saying all this stuff that was coming out. And then a couple months later, COVID came. Um, I did, I know this sounds really out there, but I did have a whole conversation with COVID and why it's here and everything like that, because- Well, tell me all, all about that. <laughs> that was so interesting. That was so interesting to actually speak to the virus itself. So it's basically a way to get us out of the same pattern. Humans have been going around the same thing and we needed like a stir. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like earth gave us an ultimatum. And I had gotten that about a year prior to COVID that she was changing her frequency and that we needed to just master up. Like mm -hmm. basically let's get to master's class now. We've been in elementary school for how long? And so COVID is a huge, huge teacher, a huge lesson, um, teacher lesson, all that. So that we apparently chose to be here for, yes. you know, it's like we all, or did it, you know, it just happen. I mean, I guess things, cause it's hard because there's different dimensions and different outcomes. And we're also living lives simultaneously and, and all of that. But then, and I guess this is just my human brain really trying to understand it, but it's like, okay, well, if we create like our life plan, our soul contract, all of that ahead of time, and then it's just like, it changes. Like it, like, I don't know. It's like, what's the point in doing that? You know, it's like, before we got here, we, we agreed to this, we agreed to this life experience and that life experience. But sometimes I feel like it changes along the way too. You kind of can veer off path and that can be a positive or a negative thing. I feel I do feel that. And it's, it's how many years we're putting on. So I think when we made the actual commitment in my experience to come to earth, we may have not been fully aware of what that meant because we have to finish out the mission. If that means it takes a hundred years or two years, we are all trying to finish out this mission and what COVID and things like that, it's giving us the push to want to graduate because we're like happy on the wheel of distraction. Sometimes we get happy on that and we don't have to really look at our past lives or we're not really wanting to look at that or, but we got a little push in the butt to yeah. kind of up level. So. Yeah. And about past lives, you mentioned this, I think I was speaking with you last week when we talked, I think it was you that it's like, Cause you do past life regression and, you know, I know, do you do, you do past life regression or do you not do that? I do, but I haven't done it lately. I really feel like you need to be in person for that. Mm -hmm. And so something you said though, was that, yes, it is really nice to know your past lives and understand like, oh, I react this way to this person because of X, Y, and Z that happened in a past life. But some people get so obsessed with it and get obsessed with knowing that it's almost not, we're not focusing on the life that we're currently living or simultaneously living with the other ones. But I mean, what, what has been your experience, like learning about your past lives, helping other people learn theirs? Like what's the, what's the purpose of us having this tool that we can connect to past lives? 
So yeah, it's the balancing act. So I feel like it is good to know our past patterns because sometimes it puts at ease some of the things we don't understand, some of the fears we have for mm -hmm. no apparent reason or no normally past life. And sometimes like what I do with a distance healing is I can go into that past life and maybe the soul really does want a cut of that connection and we can energetically do that. So I feel like knowing about past lives help you to evolve. But yeah, if you get stuck in it like a rabbit hole, you're only focused on that one past life, you get tunnel vision, like with anything. Yeah. And I feel like a way that it could help, though, is relationships and relationship patterns. And and just like even if it's like your mom or your dad and you maybe you've just never been able to like get along with them for some reason or a friend like I have a friend she's like a sister to me we've known each other since we were two years old and I mean it was like the weirdest thing we met at like a daycare and we looked almost exactly alike and this is like I mean before we could talk very much like we were two years old and just became like like love love loved each other and our moms were with us at the grocery store and we were both in the front of the car and our moms didn't even know each other yet and we're just like screaming each other's names like Sammy Chelsea and our moms were like I guess our daughters know each other and me and Chelsea have had this like journey of friendship sometimes we don't talk for a little while we get in these like explosive you know just like a lot of tension and there's really not a reason for there to be in my eyes she sees things a little bit differently than me but someone said to us once like someone in LA who I was friends with who did red past lives and all of that he was like you were her mother in a past life and that's why she does not like listening to you and I was like well what did I do in this life but when he said that it kind of like clicked for a moment and it made me understand a little bit better maybe like why we have this tension but I mean it's for certain me and her definitely had a past life together probably many but it's so interesting when you see people in this life like have do you have any people in your life that you know now that you can connect to a past life of yours yes I do and I feel you on that because they're our greatest teachers right like they bring so much emotion out of us and that's what earth is it's our it's our learning place of emotions. Everywhere else, there's none of these intense emotions. But when we incarnate constantly with these people in different dynamics, we get to learn different experiences. And so, yes, 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 yes. I have quite a few people that I'm finding now that I'm like, whoa, yeah, past life. I can feel it. You said something really interesting to me last week because we were talking about my relationship with my boyfriend and that and you were like well someone is bringing in some kind of like baggage you know some kind of pain and it was me and it wasn't him and it was connected to my parents and you know witnessing kind of their divorce and you know my mom like love her but she kind of let my dad like ruin her life you know they were divorced for a long time since I was 10 but you know she just really was never able to get over it and I very much felt like I was a friend. I knew all of the ins and outs of his affair, of taking care of her when she was crying when I'm like nine, 10 years old. And, you know, that was not for me to see or to do. But you mentioned to me last week that you think that in a past life, like I was my mother's mother and that I kind of am still carrying on that energy into this life, which I found so interesting. 
Yes, I did feel that. I felt that with you. And sometimes knowing that gives forgiveness. Often, sometimes we're in this state of, oh, we can't forgive certain things. Or why do I feel like this? Just having a new pair of glasses, just having a new perspective of, oh my gosh, this is why. It kind of puts that at ease. And we kind of take that baggage off of, okay, but I'm not mother this time. So I, I don't need to, I understand why it's happening, but I'm not mother this time. And sometimes that helps with a lot of different traumas because we go through so many traumas in childhood, different things happening and feeling accepted and all that stuff. And it's, it's because most likely we've reincarnated in a different position this time. And mm -hmm. it's just uh. to learn. It's just to learn. It's all learning. I know it's exhausting. I just want to, I, <laughs> I, I had last night, I went to a bar and they had a tarot card reader there and it was kind of a rough reading. I, I, I mean, I hate it when stuff like that happens. It messes with your head so much. Like, again, it was about my relationship and she was just like, oh, there's hope. You guys love each other, but there's going to be this hurdle and this hurdle. And I was like, I don't want to know that receiving and giving a reading, like, how do you get over someone telling you those kinds of things? And the girl I was with afterwards was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt. Right. And I think I'll probably go and get another reading from someone like I know and, and trust. I think this girl was actually pretty good, but like when you receive a reading or give a reading where it's kind of rough, like how do you take it with a grain of salt? How do you maybe change direction is that possible or do you just have to like see things play out as they may oh good question so I love tarot this is not going to be a diss on tarot but my butt is I feel like tarot is only a part of a reading mm -hmm. I find when I only do tarot it's just so blunt that it kind of gives us no hope basically sometimes sometimes it's really filled with hope but I feel like we all come here. This is why we come here for a free, free choice. We have free will. So knowing those things can help you go the other route. So it'd be like looking at Google and saying, oh, there's a wreck ahead there. Well, I'll go this way. It doesn't mean we're going to stay fixated on the wreck over there. We're going to go on a new route. And so just knowing that that's what readings kind of do is it allows you to know like, oh, this is a pattern that may come up. I may do, 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 do. Okay, I'm going to put all my effort into changing that. Mm -hmm. But that's why I feel like Oracle and talking with your guides are a lot more softer because they give you like homework and like anything's doable with a little homework, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah. Saw <laughs> I saw this meme recently and it was like your tarot cards versus your Oracle cards. And it's like, you know, the tarot one was like scary and whatever. And the Oracle cards were like happy and peaceful. But yeah, anytime someone's pulling cards for me, I'm like, not the swords again. I don't know what it means, but I keep on seeing the swords, get the swords away from me. But, you know, I, I just, I have talked about this on the show before, but I just think it's important that like, yes, all of these amazing light workers like yourself and so just such an amazing resource for us, you know, but we should all like we're we're also the leaders of our own life like we are in charge really i mean sometimes are we in charge really though is that that's the question are we 
I feel we are. Yes, we are. But we're so filled with different distractions. Like I said, we live in this earth plane that we're so distracted that we can kind of sometimes give up our power to things or to situations and things like that. And so, yes. So tarot readings, all great, but also good to, good to notice is that things change. You could get a tarot reading. And if you go too soon, sometimes by then by the it'll shift you know energy shifts and so with my readings i only recommend doing them at certain points and i'm really honest with like all my clients like let's just wait this out mm -hmm. because sometimes you'll catch it like it's just things are too shifty right now so yeah you could get another tarot reading next week and it'd be totally different because the energies are going to be different well that makes me feel better i'll try again. yeah <laughs> So one of the last things I want to ask you is, so this episode will be released probably in a few weeks. So we will be in the throes of Mercury retrograde. What is your advice on the best way to work through that energy? Oh my goodness. My favorite topic, I was born under Mercury retrograde. So <laughs> for me, retrogrades are like familiar energy. Again, I think we have so much emphasis that it can be so technically this, that, or that, that we put it out there. Let me think what I want to say on this one, because it's a touchy one, Mercury retrograde. Um, I would say be open for new experiences and look at Mercury retrograde with a new set of eyes. Mm -hmm. If we look at it as a gift, that it, we're going to receive a gift on Mercury retrograde. We don't know what's going to be in the package, but it's going to show up at our doorstep and we're going to have that gift and we need to work through the gift or see what the gift is. And to say that this doesn't have to be always so challenging because we've almost put that emphasis that, oh no, Mer Mercury retrograde, this is gonna be crazy time. And we start calling in all the crazy because we're expecting it to be there. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, try, try, try to change your perspective on Mer Mercury retrograde and just know that most likely something always shows up for us to look at. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it will show up. So it's just how we want to interact with that gift. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I know that sounds really like cheesy, but oh. you know, yeah, we're upgrading, we're upgrading and we have to change our perspectives. We're leveling up to masterclass. So we're going to get through this and Mercury retrograde is going to become second nature to all of us. Yeah. It's like the dentist. Every time you get like a notification, you need to go to the dentist. It's like, I swear I just went to the freaking dentist. How? Yeah. Why? But no, it's it's there. It's present. Well, thank you so, so much, Ari, for coming on. The Please tell everyone kind of like what you offer, where they can find you, all of that good stuff. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, if you'd like to learn more about me, I'm I have my website, bloomingprismsoulgrowth.com. You can find me there and I do energy sprays. Well, I wouldn't say I do. That sounds weird, but I create energy sprays as well as do sessions and, and I also do distance healing. So spirit has guided me to do donation-based healings. This is for people who are going through physical ailments on their body and that's all donation-based. Awesome. Well, thank you all for tuning in and thank you so much again. Please make sure to follow us at Spiritual Spiral Show on Instagram. You can find myself at SamD43 on Instagram and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.